0: Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got Chris Reed with me today. We're going to talk about his two angel visits that he has had. Now, get a load of this. Called to minister at age 12. I didn't even know there was a world out there at age 12. By 14, he's accepting invitations to go out and minister on a regular basis. 19, he's an associate pastor. 25, he's senior pastor. uh, And all the church witnessed significant advancement of the kingdom of God. Him and his wife were then asked and accepted lead pastor of Morningstar Church. Chris trains and equips believers in a more excellent way, developing their giftings in Christ. Now, as we were just talking about before we got started today, God does not send his angels out to talk to too many people. And when he does, it means that they are something special, and he has given them a very special gifting in the kingdom of God. So, Chris, Reed, welcome to the Prophecy Club, my brother.
1: Thank you, Brother Stan. It's such an honor to be with you
0: today. Thank you for having me on. It's my honor. It's my honor to have you, my brother. Okay, so let's talk about the first thing. Uh, before we even talk about it, why do you think that God chose you? I know you're going to say it. you're going to be humble. I know. I understand. You know, you and I are nothings We're we're just deserve to be trashed, uh, thrown in the trash bin. I understand that. But when a guy gets two angel visits like you've got, something is up. So aside from the humility part, why do you think he sent you two angels? What's going on?
1: Well, um, I just I think it's the Lord. The Lord reveals things to us, ministers through us according to our purpose. And so, you know, since coming to Morningstar here in Fort Mill, South Carolina, I'm now the acting president of Morningstar Ministries, which is an international ministry. So I think I have perhaps a platform, you know, to share these things, get these things out here. That's, I think, probably why it it came uh, to me. Secondly, I think it is a warning. You know, God has spoken through others very similar things uh, over the years, but I feel like that we are fast approaching the events of these, um, one being a dream, one being, you know, the angelic encounter, but, you know, one was an angelic encounter in a dream, one was, I was wide awake, so they're right. both,
0: still yeah. got an angel, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I haven't had either, so I'd be happy to get it, <laughs> Well, uh, it
1: really is humbling, and I tell you, you know, a lot of people ask, "What? How does that affect you?" And I can tell you, and in, in the fear of the Lord, when something like this happens, um, it is a terrifying, humbling, terrifying. There's a, there's a different presence and atmosphere. It's a sweet, peaceful, humble feeling, but at the same time a reverential fear and awe, just a real fear and trembling uh, that comes when you encounter the heavenly realm like that. And so it impacts you for days. I mean, it impacts you, period, you know, ongoing, but especially the la- the days following that. How has it changed you? I would say it has caused me to... Um, First off, it has showed up more in in my ministry, my personal ministry, especially ministering to the sick, ministering prophetically. Um, But I would say it has caused me to really grow in the fear of the Lord. And, you know, one of the things that the angel told me, there were several things that he told me, um, you know, publicly that I could share. But there were a few things that he said personally that I couldn't. And one of the things that he said to me personally that I couldn't share was he said, you've preached a lot about the fear of the Lord, but he said, it's about time that you actually grow in it. Uh And um, so the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. I think the fear of the Lord is lost in many parts of the church. And so it's really caused me to reverence uh, with great trepidation, but yet with great reverence and respect and fear. Uh, of God, knowing that he, it is a, as the Bible says, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. So it's caused me to grow in love and reverence towards the Lord and his people.
0: Okay. Now, do you have both of these dreams written out in front of you or would you like for me to read and then you comment?
1: Uh, I have them uh, written out in front of me, especially the $50 bill dream. Okay. um, That I had. Let's
0: let's start with that. The microphone's yours, but I've got lots of questions as we go along. Go ahead. Tell us about what happened.
1: So March 25th, 2022, I was actually up in Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Um, It's really an incredible place. Uh, Morningstar has a church up there. Um, And so I was up there with my wife and family, just taking a few days to go up there before you know, the, the ministry time and the weekend and preaching engagement. And so March the 25th, early that morning, I had this uh, dream and I knew it was not just a dream that was a pizza dream. I mean, a dream that you wake up from like this one, sweaty palms, your heart is racing. There's a supernatural, holy atmosphere in the room. And, um, and so here is the dream. I saw an unknown man, he was unknown to me in the dream, but he was dressed in black, in a black suit, holding a $50 bill and tore the $50 bill in three stages. He stays in front of me and he took the $50 US bill and tore off one-third of the $50 bill. And when he does this, people start coming up to me, handing me National newspapers that I can see the headlines, and I believe the fifty-dollar bill represents the monetary value or the monetary value system of the fifty United States. Um, there's several other things that I think that are symbolic in this that I believe that are new that that I have uh, the Lord has given me that I think that I'd love to hear your your insight on, but I'll finish the dream. So people started bringing me newspapers after he tears off one third of the bill. And so the first one said, quote, the dollar drops 30% in value, unquote. And a subtitle reads, quote, mid-east oil strikes deal with China instead of the US, unquote. Um, so I then I see another headline which read, was given to me, the perfect storm, subtitled, inflation reaches a new high. I was then handed another headline which said, quote, food shortage crisis as wheat and bread imports are at a stalemate, unquote. Another headline was handed to me which read something like, quote, riots and civil unrest as citizens demand entitlement checks, unquote. Now that was the only headline just for the sake of integrity that I couldn't remember the exact wording of, but what I shared there was very close to it. Then the second stage of the dream, the man dressed in black takes the fifty-dollar bill, and this time he tore it right in half. So the first time he tears off one third of it, right where the uh, the the mark or the circular mark or imprint uh, on the fifty-dollar bill that has, you know, the the Federal Reserve. Uh, on that one third part of the bill. So the second time he tears it in half. And when he does, an earthquake happens under my feet. And another person walks up and hands me a headline which read, quote, Israeli and Palestinian two-state solution reached, unquote. Another headline was handed to me by another person which read, quote, major earthquake hits the middle of the U.S., unquote. Then the man in black took the rest of the $50 bill and started tearing it into smaller pieces one by one. Another person walks up, hands me another headline, which said, America in Pieces, subtitled, More States Secede from the Nation in Rebellion to the Federal Government. I was then handed another headline which said, quote, U.S. military takes charge as uncertainty looms over the federal government, unquote. The man in black in the fourth stage of the dream then takes out a new dollar bill, but it was was like it was a cell phone. It looked like a one dollar bill, but somehow without understanding it fully, the one dollar bill that I saw George Washington's face on looked like a cell phone, but I knew it was a one dollar bill. It looked different and I remember staring at it and someone comes up to me and hands me another newspaper headlines and it reads, quote, new currency for a renewed nation, unquote. And then I was handed the last headline which said, quote, simplicity restored as Americans grow their own food again, unquote. So there are several things I mean feel obviously feel free to jump in at any point but I'll just want to share a few things that I believe consulting with my team here at Morningstar consulting with other outside voices you know putting these things together praying about it I think there are several things um, there are even hidden codes uh, within this dream that I think frankly is profound Um, if you ever remember seeing the movie National Treasure come out a number of years ago, if you remember the Declaration of Independence was in that um, there was a, you know they were holding the Declaration of Independence and on the back side of it there were a set of dates. I can't remember what they referred to those dates as, but they were like codes. They were they were codes that had significant meaning in the movie National Treasure, and I want to get to that in a second. But the man in black, I believe it was a picture of, you know, him dressed in black, even though I think this was an angelic figure. I also couldn't help but believe or see the connection between the man in black and Johnny Cash. This was an allegory. This wasn't Johnny Cash, but Johnny Cash, his name, of course, Cash. Okay. And then on top of that, you know, Johnny Cash was known as the dressing in black. He had a song entitled um, The Man in Black, and it was talking about lamenting over uh, the degradation and the moral downfall of the nation. Now, what is also interesting about this, Johnny Cash joined the military in on 7-7-1950 okay, the $50 bill dream. He joins the U.S. Air Force 7-7, July 7th, 1950. Now here's what's interesting, a lot of people don't know this. Johnny Cash is also uh, in the military, in the Air Force, he was a decoder. In other words, you know, he would decode um, messages that were coming in from the Soviet Union or different places so that our military could gather intelligence. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, Johnny Cash is actually known as being the first American to know and find out that Joseph Stalin had died. He decoded the information, passed it on. But the interesting thing about this is the fact that he was a decoder in 1950 and in the $50 bill dream you know, the the man in black is holding cash, and it's representing the monetary value of the 50 United States. So I think there's a decoding of this dream. Now, here's the interesting thing that I think, to me, this is shocking. You know, talking about the shaking that is coming, you know, the Bible talks about in Hebrews, the Lord would shake the heavens and the earth Again, and so after this shaking, all that were, would remain after this great shaking are things that are unshakable, and that being the kingdom of God. The date I had this dream is 3 25 2022. Now, looking at this code, now I think you'll find this interesting, Stan, in light of all of the headlines in this dream 3 25 2022. 3, the third book of the Bible is Leviticus, 3, 25, chapter 25. So 3, 25, Leviticus 25, verses 20 through 22 from the King James says this, And if you shall say, What shall we eat the seventh year? Behold, we shall not sow nor gather in our increase. Then I will command my blessing upon you in the sixth year, and it shall bring forth fruit for three years. And you shall sow the eighth year, and eat yet of the old fruit until the ninth year. Until her fruits come in, you shall eat of the old store. Now that is 325, 2022. That is the third book of the Bible. The 25th chapter, and verses 20 through 22, and it is literally talking about what the people of God are going to eat in the seventh year. And how, how the, we shall not sow nor gather in our increase. And then the Lord talks about how that they would make preparations, preparing, I'll command my blessing on you in the sixth year. It'll bring forth fruit for three years and you'll sow the eighth year so it's literally talking about the shemitah or shemitah it's talking about the seven year cycles okay uh, in, in the Hebrew calendar in the Jewish culture there's a lot of sevens as i said johnny cash joined the air force 7750 and how bizarre that 325 2022 is addressing how the people of god will eat in a time of famine or how the land will yield its fruit and how they will be able to sustain themselves based on food grown in previous years. So that is a code in this dream based on the date that I had this dream.
0: Do you you think part of this dream is saying that we're in a famine or famine is coming?
1: I think we are soon approaching a famine um, I think we're already in it, and many people don't even know it. We're in a recession, and people don't even know it. And when you think about the seven years of plenty, the seven years of famine with Joseph in the Bible, um, and then you know, you think about uh, this—you uh, know, Leviticus 25, verse 20 through 22—it seems as if God is saying, based on the hidden meaning, and dreams are parabolic; they're symbolic. There's a hidden meaning contained in in this dream that i believe the lord is telling us to prepare and that's why i love what you're doing with joseph's kitchen i watch you by the way i watch you probably more than anybody else uh, on youtube because i believe I'm very complimented yeah i'm serious i i believe you are helping prepare and equip the people yeah. of god for what's coming and there is a level of unprecedented shaking that I think these headlines in these newspapers that were handed to me in the various stages of the tearing of this $50 bill are things that are going to unfold soon, perhaps very soon.
0: I have just Just one quick question. I don't want to go down this rabbit trail. Maybe this is for another program, which I can see we're going to be doing several programs here. Have you heard about the two cows with a seven on their forehead? I don't believe I have. All right. Well, that's a topic for another day. But I believe that they are saying that there was seven years of plenty and followed by seven years of famine. And that seven years of famine has started September 6th on a Shemitah on the Feast of Trumpets 2021. So we are actually already in a famine, which is, I think, the reason he had me start Joseph's Kitchen so that his people could get some food, wheat, to get them through the seven years. Okay, so back to you.
1: So you know, obviously, when I when I hear this, even this scripture here in in the Bible, it's it's incredible to me um, how that the the references here are being made, you know, to preparation, to sowing and reaping, and how to sustain yourself during years of famine. Now here's another interesting song that I wanted to tell you about, talking about the man in black, the fifty dollar bill representing cash. I think Johnny Cash was prophetic, even perhaps even if he didn't, you know, intend to be, uh, because Johnny Cash wrote this song, as I said, about the man in black, you know, caring for the poor, the 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 depressed, the trodden down, those who were taken advantage of. Um, you know, by by the world. He also wrote a song about the man in white, which was talking about an angelic visit. People can look this up. This is crazy. It's about the visit of an angel that came to him in the night with a message. It's just incredible. So that song, and then he wrote another song, Stan, since we're talking about the black, the man in black, Uh, the black horse rider, one of the headlines, wheat and bread imports are at a stalemate. Johnny Cash wrote another song, and I don't even think that he knew he was prophesying, but he wrote a song called When the Man Comes Around. Now, this is the most incredible thing, and I haven't shared this publicly. This is the first time I have shared any of this, but near the end of his life, Johnny wrote a song. Johnny Cash wrote a song called The man comes around and if I can I want you to just hear I want to read to you the lyrics okay and it starts off and I heard as it were the noise of thunder and one of the four beasts saying come and see and behold a white horse there's a man going around taking names he decides who to free and who to blame everyone won't be treated all the same there'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. Then he says, the hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground when the man comes around? Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers, 100 million angels singing, multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum, voices calling, voices crying, some are born, some are dying, it's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come. And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And then it says this Till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom. Then the father hen will call his chickens home. The wise man will bow down before the throne, and at his feet they'll cast their golden crowns. When the man comes around. Now I'll finish it quickly. Whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still. Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still. Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down when the man comes around. And then it says this And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts and looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. That was on one of Johnny's last recorded albums before he died in 2003. The irony of writing about the man in black, the man in white, you know, speaking about an angelic visitation, the song when the man comes around, it's talking about this, the man in black. I think he was speaking prophetically about a dream that I would have. Of course, he was speaking about the Lord, but it's even referencing the black horse rider, which is tied to famine in the earth, particularly a wheat famine. And of course, with all that's going on in Ukraine, the war that's going on there, um, which of course we're praying for everybody involved, it is hindering the the, 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 the sowing, the planting season, because this war has happened during the time of the planting season, And allegedly, Ukraine is considered the breadbasket of Europe. I think the US gets about a third, I may have these numbers off, but about a third of our wheat imports into America. And there is a war ravaging in this nation since February of 2022, you know, and now we're into the summer. And what we're literally seeing is in the planting season and the growing season and the harvest season, war going on so they can't tend to the growing of it. So it is literally going to produce, you know, inflation and wheat and bread imports. And so it's just remarkable to me how Johnny Cash prophetically through his songs spoke to, I believed events that are happening in the earth right now that were tied to this prophetic dream, which of course I've shared and has went viral. I can't help but think we are fast approaching the time when these events that these headlines uh, speak of are approaching.
0: Absolutely. <clears throat> I, uh, I just happened to pull on all black this morning, black pants and, and a black shirt, but uh, I try to wear blue for the program. So I went and switched search right quick for the program. Me too.
1: I did the same thing, by the way, I put on black this morning and then really? I th- well, I'm going to put on blue, and sure enough, i got a blue shirt on like you. How bizarre.
0: Well, I thought, so what if somebody says, well, if you're a minister, then what are you doing wearing all black? My response was going to be, actually, black is not the devil's color. Red is the devil's color. <laughs> I saw another, uh, behold, a red uh, dragon, and so he is red. His Red is his color, and actually blue is God's color. And how they got that switch between the Democrats and Republicans, I do not know. But uh, actually, and of course, you may be saying, well, then how come you got a red background? (laughs) Uh, Because I bought this for us smart enough to realize the difference in the colors, that the colors meant something. So I bought that a long time ago. That's a curtain back there. So anyway, okay. So I think that the man in the black, and some people may be saying, well, if it was an angel, why wouldn't it be dressed in white? Well, I want to make that point, that black is not necessarily uh, the devil's color. Red is the devil's color. And I think that, like, under, undertakers wear black. A lot of people, it used to be funeral uh, directors wore black. And so I see that as a man in black coming to you. I, I was think that's interesting about Johnny Cash and the connections, but to me, I see it's like an undertaker. In other words, he is... Uh, an, an undertaker from God, bringing the last rites to his wonderful nation that is supposed to be the light on the hill, spreading the gospel of Christ to the world. Instead, we heaped all of that wealth upon ourselves, and we've started sinning and doing wickedly. I just went to a doctor. I've been doing that a little bit more the last few years as I get older. Uh, of course, no one ever noticed, but <laughs> anyway, so I walked in this morning. At 8.15, I had a doctor's appointment, and she had on an all-seeing eye. And I said, uh, that's interesting uh, that you have that necklace. What is that? She says, oh, it's, it's an evil eye. I thought, really? And I said, so you understand that it's evil? She said, yeah, uh, I've been told it protects me. And I said, well, it's asking for the wrong God to protect you. I said, so actually what that is is an all-seeing eye. If you flip on the back of the dollar bill, you'll see it. And that stands for Lucifer and his all-seeing eye. And he doesn't—he's he's not all-seeing. And all of a sudden this coldness came over her like she don't like hearing all that. But the, the point is so many people don't know and they don't want to know the truth about a lot of things out there. Well, I'm going to jump in right there, and we're going to continue this hour and 20-minute uh, interview with Chris Reed in the next program. Let's talk about Joseph Kitchen. I actually cooked this loaf of bread you're seeing here. It takes me about 10 minutes to put the ingredients together, put it into a bread machine, push a button. Two hours, 20 minutes later, I get a loaf of bread out like that. Now, if you cut that loaf of bread that weighs about three pounds, the loaves you get in the store have most of the good stuff removed. The loaves you get in the store are about a pound. That's three pounds because it's got the good stuff still in it. Cut that into 14 slices. And if I eat a slice in the morning and the afternoon, I'm satisfied. So on that basis, one loaf can sustain, I didn't say it's everything we want, can sustain a person, one person for a week. Based upon that, it'll get you Excellent nutrition. It tastes good. Long storage life. Ten minutes to combine the ingredients. Two hours, 20 minutes to make it. Other wheat that you order arrives in paper bags, which means bugs, rice, humidity you can get a hold of it and ruin it. But at Joseph Kitchen, they send it out in 100-mil thick buckets. Gives you long shelf life. It's stackable. The nitrogen infuses that hopefully gives it a lot, much longer shelf life kills bugs and things like that. Easily resealable. Keep in a climate controlled area. And they have it in stock. This is a picture, an actual picture of part of the warehouse. Here's another picture of the, these. Actually, each one of those boxes holds 2,500 pounds of wheat. And I think they've got 54 of those boxes, a bunch of them. So Joseph's Kitchen can ship it to you right now. You go to most of these places, they say out of stock. So here's what you want to do everybody needs to get a machine package. These are the things that you need to grind the wheat berries. Put them into a grinder. 30 seconds later, you have flour. You put that into the bread machine along with six other ingredients. Push about two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice hot loaf of whole wheat bread. Then you have to decide how much food you want. You want food two people one year, four people one year, six people one year. And if you want to make certain you have it when the electricity goes down, you can also get yourself a solar generator all at josephskitchen.com josephskitchen.com cornerstoneassetmetals.com is where I'll send you if you're thinking about getting gold or silver. I think everybody should have at least a fistful of gold and a fistful of silver because there could be a time when you pull up to get gasoline and they might not want to take your loaf of bread but you pull out a gold coin or a silver coin and you're probably able to get anything you want even if the credit cards are down even if the dollars are worthless. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Next is, I'll send you to EMPShield.com. If you use the promo word prophecy, you get a $50 discount. What is that? Well, it looks like this. This is the one that goes into a car, okay? And you put the red wire to the red side of the battery. You put the black wire to the black side of the battery. And the green one attaches to the body of the car. Then you peel it off right back here. Just peel it off. Stick it inside of the, 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 the engine compartment of your car. And the whole point is when the electricity goes off or when some kind of a suitcase or nuclear, nuclear device goes off, this is supposed to be able to stop that device from destroying every computer chip in your car. Because if every computer chip is destroyed in your car these days, you couldn't possibly replace them. Throw the car away. So, empshield.com, promo code PROPHECY.